There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your hosts, Jim and Chuck. And this is episode number 203 as we move from New Jersey and move to Gotham because we're doing an all-Batman episode this week. I mean, Gotham, at one point, what what movie was that where it looked like it was kind of Camden? I think there was an article about it that said Gotham was supposed to be Camden. And it makes sense because Gotham's kind of... Uh, it was at the height of like the industrial revolution and then you know businesses moved out and camden was kind of the same thing with like you know it, it was on the waterfront and everybody was going to camden wanting jobs and then it just turned into what it turned into now kind of like a, a third world country but we're heading to the mythical fictional streets of gotham as we uh we're going to talk batman's rogues today and the reason why we're doing that is because one uh, there's no movies out. We can't preview any good movies. Yeah. Uh, we could go back and review some old movies that we saw or talk about uh, Onward and Frozen 2 and all that stuff. But um, I'm doing this because Harley Quinn Season 2 comes out within a week. Yes. And in the comics, two new Batman rogues were uh, announced and featured in Hell of Risen uh, number 3 and Batman 89. And that's d- the designer and punchline, which is, which is pretty cool because we don't really get big Batman rogues. The last one, I can't even remember what the big last one was because they're all kind of early 1900s, you know, 1930s, 1960s, around there. The The last Batman big rogue might have been, geez, uh, Red Hood? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, yeah. That's a good one. Harley Quinn, 93, 91, around there. Yeah. In the 90s. And that wasn't even the comics. That was the animated and then eventually went to the comics. Yeah, and now she's a, uh, in the Justice League. Yeah. Who would have thought? So uh, we're going to talk Batman's rogues uh, because why not, right? Uh, we're in the middle of a quarantine right now, so it's yeah. a it's a good thing that if this episode goes long, we can we can talk about it, uh, as long as we want to because we ain't going nowhere. No stores are open. No. Can't can't <laughs> go to see any movies, and there's no cons, uh, and there's no news really. Uh, there was a trailer. Did you see? Did you happen to catch that? The new uh, Justin Roiland trailer. For his, his um solar opposites yeah i thought yeah it's pretty weird it's yeah, like it it's like third rock from the sun yeah it you know obviously you can tell it came from the same animation as uh, rick and morty yeah it, it looks okay i don't know if i'll watch it right away you know yeah um we'll see i'll yeah. I'll, I'll give it a try but Probably not when it premieres. I'll definitely watch it, because why not? I I have plenty of time now that I'm out of work. But let's go right to the rogues, and let's start with the the hot-button question. Who is the number one, the best, the all-time, the GOAT of Batman villains? Uh, Not based on our opinion. Well, I guess this is opinion-based, because we get to think who we believe is number one. But, like, the consensus GOAT of Batman villains. Who do you think? I think Joker. And I know that's... To me... In one way, it's kind of a cop-out because everyone's like, oh, it's Joker. But, you know, um, if you ask a non-comic person, they'll be like, oh, Joker's the best one. Of course, because he's known. But um, look at all the storylines and the backstories and stuff like that. Like, he is the quintessential Batman villain. Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head because he has been kind of not overhyped, but he's been hyped up through comics, through every shade of median uh, because of movies, I mean, he's got his own movie now. Uh, they're talking about recasting 
a new Joker in the DCEU. They have Joaquin Phoenix. There's been Nicholson and Romero and, uh, oh my God, Ledger, Leto, some people that we want to forget about. But there's been so much Joker, I mean, median, because you have the, the movies, all the comics. Joker 3, the three Jokers just got announced finally to come out in comics but there's been so many different iterations and he's he's been as talked about as much as batman's been talked about yeah you know what i mean and for him for you saying like if you ask the non-comic book reading fan someone who is at six flags let's say because that's it's a big batman heavy park with all the roller coasters named after them uh, if you were to say who's batman's number one foe they would say joker they wouldn't go off and say oh it's kite man or it's condiment king it's it's always going to be the joker uh, I guess yeah. I guess now you could say Harley Quinn is up there because of the overexposure through uh, TV with the, the animated series with Birds of Prey being out, Suicide Squad, the movies, um, and now the comics where, you know, we don't know if she's good, if she's bad, if, if she's on the same level as the Joker, or is she just a, an antihero, but she's kind of like the Deadpool of uh, DC at this point. Yeah, um, I don't really like what they're doing with her. Uh I mean, to me, she's, and especially in the movies, now it seems like the comics, like, you've brought this kind of up before. She's getting a mystique treatment. Oh, yeah. She definitely is. And that was terrible. Terrible on uh, Marvel's part. Look at what Fox did with the X-Men property. Uh, Nobody wanted to see the last one. It was the end of an era, and nobody went to see it. I saw it open at night, and it wasn't good. It listen at this point. I said Bloodshot was better than it, and I think Hellboy was better than it too. And I saw Hellboy right before I saw uh, Dark Phoenix, and Dark Phoenix was trash. It was one of the worst comic book movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it was uh, pretty poorly done. Yeah, yeah, that's a complete. That's an understatement. But let's go. Is the Joker your all-time favorite Batman villain? Does like does your no. opinion? No, all right, you're not of the popular opinions. No, I mean. You know where my my allegiance lies, and it's ridiculous. But um, I do love Joker. Um, I think you know, especially what he did in um, you know recently within the past year with uh, the Batman who laughs and stuff like that was awesome, and just different storylines like Killing Joke and stuff like that. Like he is a great Batman villain. But he's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, for the audience, who is your favorite? So we're going to go top five now? No, we're going to go your favorite. Oh, just go with your favorite right now. Clayface. Yeah. I know it. Uh, and it's it's become exceedingly, uh, I guess, I don't know, you're, you're hard on for Clayface has gotten bigger because of the animated stuff. Like he's yeah. heavy in that show. And, I mean, he's great in that show. It's uh, We'll talk about the show at the end of the episode, but uh, mine is the same. It's not Clayface, but Joker's not my favorite Batman villain. Um, he's not even in my top five because I just didn't want to put him in there and be, you know, I don't know. He's a great villain. He's fantastic. But when I, when I go to comics, I'm like, oh, another Joker storyline, another, you know, Joker Harley Quinn teaming up against Batman. Like I want to see other people get the same treatment that Joker gets because they DC has proven that Batman is their baby. That's the number one superhero. Yeah. If 
if not in just DC, but all comics. And they've gotten yeah. to a point where they've given him the most rogues. It's kind of like the spider, what my, uh, what Marvel did with Spider-Man. You get all the rogues. They got the coolest looks. They got the coolest powers. But then they only hype up the one. So like it's like Green Goblin over at Spider-Man and it's Joker over here at, at DC. So my favorites are two that really aren't talked about a lot. One just got an animated series, uh, or not animated series, animated uh, movie, and that's Hush, uh, just because it's the complete opposite of what Batman became. Like, Batman took tragedy and trauma and became this hero, a symbol for justice, and, you know, um, you know, he became their savior. And Hush took a tragedy and trauma to be bitter and become a villain, and I like that it's a very human story. You know what I mean? There's no metahuman powers to it. There's no super tech. It's just a dude with bandages and has a grudge against his best friend who really didn't take care of him as much as he'd like him to. And the other one is uh, Talon because uh, Quarterly Alice is probably my favorite Batman storyline of all time. Yeah. I just like uh, the head trip that it took me on when I read it. It just really sent me for a loop. And uh, it's fair to say that you and I are both uh, people who think outside of the box when it comes to these heroes. We don't go with the, the mainstream. We do appreciate the mainstream heroes and villains but we do really really like the the obscure third tier level uh villains as well we appreciate them oh definitely yeah and we're gonna do a fan cast today i i didn't even mention that on on the top uh we're gonna fan cast 26 batman rogues and uh clayface i know is on there talon hush uh, all of them are on there and so are all of our top five so hit me with your top five we haven't done a top five in probably 50 episodes so this is big <laughs> this is the first top five of 2020 the first top five of living in quarantine and the first top five of our skype recorded podcast so go ahead yeah so um number one clayface okay of course um number two is joker okay um you know he's an og obviously and i you got to give him credit where credit's due so he's number two. Three, how you were saying, um, you know, with your guys that don't have uh, meta powers or anything like that. I, lo- I like the Riddler. Yeah, Riddler's awesome. So you like the Riddler because he's very intellectual. Yes. And he's, you know, he's not brooding. He's not this force. And it makes you think. And I, I really like that in a villain. Yeah, he's a mastermind of manipulation. I think that that's the key. Like, he gets in your head and he really just scrambles your eggs. And he doesn't know yeah. what's going to happen. And you don't know what's going to happen. And half the time you come out either, you know, you, you've lose the lo- you lost a loved one because you've had to, you choose the wrong door and they die or you die. And that's the thing about the Riddler. He's, he's pretty, he's dope. I like the Riddler a lot. Who else you got? Um, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. And I love the fear toxin. I love, you know, one, I love the look. Yeah. And the Arkham Knight look that he got with the uh, needles in his hands. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. And even the look that we just seen, um, you were reading uh, Last Night on Earth, right? Yeah, where he was like half a body. That was super yeah. dark. And I, I, they just always come up with these cool and inventing looks. And... You know, one, like I said, the fear toxin, like, you know, to everyone, it's going to be different. So you could be afraid of snakes and you, this person could be afraid of death and, you know, whatever. And 
to me, using your own fear against you, I always thought was really cool. Absolutely. Um, number five. You, I'm sure you can guess what this is. Oh, it's going to be Condiment King. No, it's Egghead. <laughs> I wasn't going to lead on with Egghead. That was my next guest. Uh, Egghead, just because he is absolutely ridiculous. It is um, my number one cosplay of choice that I want to do. I do have the white jacket. I haven't gotten any farther with that. I have a big-ass head, so that helps. Yeah, it does help. Um, Man, and and played by the only iteration that we've ever seen of Eggman is played by one of the all-time greatest, uh, Vincent Price. Yeah, and to think that Vincent Price did something that weird. Like, he's done always weird shit, obviously. Um, yeah. And the voice. But to do something that campy uh, was amazing. And I just kind of was led, led on to Egghead a couple years ago. And um, the obsession is real. <laughs> um, there is, you know, they don't make any Egghead pops. They do make an Ed, Egghead figurine. Or a statue. Didn't we see it at the con? It was like 300 bucks. Yeah, it's got to be a Hot Toys or like a Sideshow Collectibles that has it. Because they make everybody. Yeah. I'm surpri- I'm honestly surprised Pops ha- uh, Funko hasn't made an Egghead one. It might be just because uh, maybe Vincent Price's uh, estate never licenses like this. Because you got to really capture his likeness in that pop. I-, I sent you a text yesterday. And it was... Um, I just typed in Egghead just to look at his picture again and kind of see who I want to be at a fan cast. I'm not going to say who I fan casted him yet. But it said, and it was like back in October, that Jason Alexander wants to play, or no, February, right after Joker. Jason Alexander wants to play Egghead. And it was a multiple um, sources. And I was like, that's kind of weird. But I can't see it in a movie. Uh, no, at I can't all. see Egghead in anything at this point. But we're gonna fan cast him, which is which is amazing. Uh, he was one of the one of the uh, the people I put on there. Um, you ready for my top five? Yes, I am. All right, so I went with uh, similar to yours. You went with uh, everybody is a human. You know what I mean? They don't have metahuman powers. Um, uh, I went that Clayface does. Yeah, Clayface. You went one one out of four, right? That's the same thing that I have. Um, Obviously, my first two are Talon and Hush. We already know why. Yeah. Um, I really am partial to Bane. Uh, yeah. Every version of Bane. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like the Tom Hardy one. Um, I like him mainly because I can do his voice and I have the mask. So why not? Um, but I love I love the Luchador past of Bane. I like, you know, obviously he broke the bat's back. I love everything about that. The next one, um, it, my number four is Ivy. I love Poison Ivy. I've loved Poison Ivy since I was a kid. Um, a character that has so much so much potential and they're using her as like a love interest in a lot of the comics now but in the harley quinn series what we're talking what we're going to talk about soon uh is that she has like she has a purpose because she's an eco warrior and at the point where we're at now a climate change and everything in uh like in our world uh ivy would be a great character to have her own movie her own series something like that because of what she can do i'd love to see an ivy and swamp thing team up where they're trying to save the green uh, would be amazing to me, but some somehow that's not the place for it. They're probably just gonna make Birds of Prey two, and she's gonna be a love interest, and it's gonna be uh, Harley Quinn and Ivy, like Thelma and Louise, just with uh, costumes. So uh, I put her on there because I, I love her. And a character who was uh, man wasn't represented as well as I'd like him to be was Black Mask. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I love Black Mask. Uh, didn't really have a a great 
time watching him as uh, Ewan McGregor played him in Birds of Prey, although he was a shining spot in, in a trashy movie. But uh, I do love Black Mask. Uh, I took the heavy hitters off, you know, the Joker, Riddler, Penguin, um, Mr. Freeze, and obviously Clayface, all those heavy hitters, uh, because, you know, we're going to talk about them. And I'd like to think outside the box a little bit. So yeah. are you ready for our first? This is our first fan cast of 2020, I believe. I think the last one we did was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I, I found the notes to Mortal Kombat as I, I was cleaning up the studio. And I was like, I'm going to throw this away. And then I, the back of my mind was like, no, don't throw it away. Because if you throw it away, you'll never be able to, you know, I'm not going to sit back and listen to our episode when everybody's cast it. So if I have this, I can be like, oh, did we get anything right? And uh, so far, no. So far, we didn't get anything right. But that's how, how it works. We're probably not going to get anything right on this. But no. listen, um, this is all based on the DCEU, all the rogues that we would like to see join any movie, whether it's the Batman series, whether it's Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad, anything like that. Um, but DC hasn't really given us a lot to be optimistic about either. So, And they've gotten a lot of things wrong. So we'll be wrong together. Maybe they'll take some notes that this is what two fans want. Um, let's start with uh, the GOAT, yeah. Joker. Uh, who'd you cast? First of all, high, low, how many people do you think we have the same castings for? Two. Two? All right. I'm going to say three, uh, just because I think we're going to... This usually happens. We always kind of shock each other. So, number one, who'd you pick as Joker? So, like, we were talking off air how you... Some of these I kind of went with a younger version because of uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, he's my age. Yeah. Um, 33. So, so my first one is a guy that I've actually casted in our marvel one um but i really love him and he can play creepy is freddie highmore oh the good doctor yeah yeah you know who'd you cast him he was a he was nightcrawler like, I, nightcrawler yeah so you definitely have a look for him um i've never seen the good doctor um it's, i saw a it, a facebook video of him like where he was like freaking out in a grocery store and somebody got shot and then he saved her. Uh, and I was like, wow, that this kid can really act. Um, I've seen him on Bates Motel, obviously. That's I didn't, he where didn't... I'm kind of drawing that from is because of, he's a loner. He's creepy. Yeah. Um, and you, you, know. you picked a young version because obviously Batman's young. And yeah, it would be different. Like, I mean, a lot of people want to see Willem Dafoe play the Joker. And it would if you want to see Willem, yeah, he would be great. But you have a an elder statesman going up against a, a younger statesman. And if yeah. you want to see Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe in the same movie, just watch The Lighthouse. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they just did a movie together. So if you want to see that happen, then watch it. Um, I went with somebody who absolutely plays creepy. He plays clowns well. He's known for playing clown. I want Bill Skarsgård, man. I would like to see that big-ass head painted as a joke. Can I, can I tell you? He was my first pick, and then I picked Freddie Highmore instead. Uh, listen, they're both they're both good actors. Um, is Freddie Highmore ready for the big screen yet? I haven't seen him in anything. This could be a great break for him. We're seeing. That's where he start. I don't even remember. He was a child actor, and that's all he did was. Um, oh yeah, he was in Charlie and Chocolate Factory. He was Charlie. Yeah. And he oh. was in Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp, and he was in a couple other weird ones like um, Spiderwick Chronicles or something like that. But he started all. I take back. I take back my question. If he was ready for the the big screen, because obviously he's he's been prepared for it. Uh, I'm just glad that neither one of us went with um, Finn Wolfhard. 
<sighs> because uh, I didn't cast him at all in anything. I don't. No, he didn't make it. I didn't even think about him. Every time I see him on screen, I get furious. Like I, I've kind of, he's got the Jennifer Lawrence treatment for me. But um, let's go to a, another all-time, all-time, and that's Mr. Freeze, uh, a character we haven't seen since yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, we saw him in Gotham. All these characters pretty much crossed over in Gotham, but that that was a really bad litmus test. A lot of people didn't watch Gotham or didn't like the portrayal because it was kind of an Elseworld storyline. Uh, but Mr. Freeze, who did you pick? I picked Brian Cranston. Oh, that's our first one. Really? That That's our first one. I needed an older man who looks crazy bald and... After seeing these Mountain Dew commercials with him and Tracy Ellis Ross, I was like, that's that's a character I need. That's, uh, you know, he can play grieving well. He can play a man on a mission well, as we saw with Breaking Bad. Um, he didn't really get a, a chance in a lot of the other movies that he's been in. So, I, yeah, I definitely went with him, too. So yeah, that's our I, first I, one. The first thing I thought is, like, you know, Mr. Freeze is damaged. He's, yeah. He's, he's broken from um, the death of his wife well not death she's in she's stasis, frozen but um of his wife and to me breaking bad he kind of was that damaged broken person and i was like and one he does look like mr freeze but yeah. um so yeah i want brian cranston yeah i mean it'd be nice to see brian cranston get uh his fair shot uh, a lot of people wanted him as as gordon Obviously, the Batman didn't go that way with Gordon. They went with Jeffrey Wright, which is fine. Jeffrey Wright's a good actor. Um, but this would be, I mean, Robert Pattinson and Brian Cranston on the same screen would be pretty good. I'd like to see that dynamic. And I, I know that Brian Cranston has been with, young. he's acted very well with younger actors. Like, yeah. not, I'm saying, not saying I'm a young guy, but like Aaron Paul with Breaking Bad. You go all the way back with Freddie, uh, Frankie Muniz in Malcolm in the Middle. So he, he really knows how to kind of, navigate scenes with younger actors and not inexperienced actors but some guy, some younger actors who just may need a little guidance on there and maybe our pats is the same way who knows uh, let's go to uh, two-face a character that uh i think colin farrell would have been great as i i would not have liked him as the penguin but we'll see what matt reeves has in store for him who'd you pick as two-face i didn't uh this is the guy you actually really like i um he's not a real big actor but he's known especially the marv i picked uh lee pace oh ronan the accuser you know i a lot of times when i pick these fan castings i i have this vision of my head and of what the character looks like and a lot of times it's people that already played characters that kind of have a similar look and i look back at uh halt and catch fire mm-hmm when he kind of played, he wasn't a lawyer or anything, but he was a businessman, and he kind of was the suit and the kind of sleazy look, and I just thought, yeah, that would that would work. Yeah, I I wanted to go with John Hamm, and I was like, John Hamm is pro- pretty much a layup for Two Face, so I went with somebody kind of else, not outside the box because he's an actor that everyone knows, uh, and he played in uh, a Marvel based movie, but not through Disney. I went with Michael Fassbender. Okay. Because it's, it's again, like I see Harvey Dent as a suit, uh, a man who can wear a pretty good suit. Michael Fassbender can wear a nice suit. I mean, any actor can wear a nice suit with a good stylist. But it goes to that point of how can you, if you split their face in half, can you get that good reaction, like the emotional reaction? And I personally really like Michael Fassbender, and I think that he can do it. So, uh, yeah, that's who I went with. Uh, let's go with Bane. Who'd you pick with Bane? Now, we've seen Tom Hardy. I think we're going to have the same one. Is it Batista? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. if there was a role for Bane, 
it was Batista. Like, if uh, vice versa. If there was a role for Batista to play, it was Bane. Yeah, and you know what? I A lot of this stuff I have in mind of more practical. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't want a, a seven-and-a-half-foot Bane that was CGI and stuff like that. Um, Batista is... You know, I, I'm not sure how tall he is, but he has the body type of Bane. Yeah. And he he can act, but with Bane, you really don't have to act. Um, yeah. Now, you don't have to speak a lot. Yeah, and even if even if he does, he's kind of branching out and doing more movies where he is the lead, so he's able to get that get those reps in. It's you know he for every you know he had to do my spy to get to the next big role, right? But now I'm thinking of it. Is Batista still cast in the uh, the Suicide Squad? No, he he wanted he wanted to play Bane. He told um, Gunn like I want to be Bane. Wasn't there a rumor that he was playing Peacemaker? No, but that's John Cena. Nope, I'm getting big men confused. Sorry, I didn't cast John Cena in any of this because yeah. I don't think he's a good actor. Again, I didn't think of John Cena, just no. like I didn't think of uh, Finn Wolfhard. So. Yeah, you can't even see John Cena, so how are you going to put him in a movie? <laughs> I don't know. Um, did The next one is my favorite female uh, of the Batman rogues is Poison Ivy. Did we go with the same one that we talked about last week? Is it Ana de Armas? No. I, I definitely went with her. Um, I watched Knives Out again. Um, I'm high on her right now. Um, I think she'd look great as Poison Ivy, and I think that she's got the acting prowess, and she just needs a more more exposure so who'd you pick i i wanted to go with her but since we talked about it last week i kind of wanted to go different um is uh an actress who hasn't had a superhero role yet which i'm surprised her husband has a couple and um i went with blake lively okay all right i haven't seen what's the last thing she did the shallows no um oh my goodness the good life or good wife no uh what was that uh the rhythm section Oh yeah, she did, she's in that with uh, Jude Law. Yeah, and I heard it was pretty good. She also did that movie with Anna Kendrick, though, right? With a good lie or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, she's working. She's yeah. She, she I mean, she, she had her kid and she took some time off and she said, well, "Let's come on back." I mean, she played. Uh, she. I mean, she was in Green Lantern, but I don't really count that as a superhero role. No, people forgot about that movie to begin with. Um, I obviously went with Ana de Armas, so we'll move away to your favorite, Clayface. Who, now, I'm curious to see who you picked, and I know you're going to hate my pick. Who'd you pick? So, there's a couple different variations, and I went with the original Clayface. Basil. Yeah. And okay. um, he he was an actor, and I'm, and I'm thinking more of this as like a 1930s, 1940s kind of um, trope. And Clayface, this is the only one that I want CG because Clayface cannot be. Uh, oh my God, he would look like a walking pile of diarrhea if he was we, if he was practical. We we talked about this guy last week, uh, Jesse Plemons. Oh, you know he was. If you look at my my fan cast sheet, I did it old school pencil and paper kind of deal. It looks like a serial killer like suspect <laughs> list. Because like I'm crossing names out and there's arrows and everything. Jesse Plemons was like on six rolls and then never made it again. Like I just crossed him out and forgot about him. Um, Jesse Plemons is uh, a good balance of creepy comedy. Yeah. And I think 
that's what you need kind of with your version of Clayface. Yeah. I kind of went away from 1940s because Batman's 1990s. And I went with somebody uh, who's just around the same age as um, as Bruce Wayne, kind of setting up a story that uh, he reached out to Bruce Wayne a la Shark Tank to get his career on uh you know, on the on the right side, and he wants to be big, and he knows he could be big. And I went with somebody who I've been talking about for the past few weeks. Uh, I went with Dev Patel. Yeah, I know you're not a fan. I but no, I'm not. What's what have you seen Dev Patel in? Is it Slumdog? Is it that it? I don't. I know I've seen him. I I don't know why. I just I don't know. Watch Lion. Watch Lion. You'll you. You'll see a, a great actor. Because there's different versions of Clayface. So, yeah. you know, Basil's my favorite, so that's the one I always go to. But, mm-hmm. um... I know. I knew you were going to be mad. I, pu- I put it down, and I was like, Chuck's going to hate this. Yeah. I knew it. I wrote it down, it's like, he he doesn't know Deb Patel as much as I do. Watch, I'm telling you, dude, watch Lion. He, he has a lot of range in that. Let's go to... Somebody who we've already seen in the DCEU, and that is Deadshot. Uh, once played by Will Smith, uh, once played with Mike by Mike Rowe over in uh, the Arrowverse. Not Dirty Jobs Mike Rowe. I guess Michael Rowe is what he goes by, to not be confused. Um, who'd you pick for Deadshot? I'm curious to see. Um, you really like this guy. Scott Eastwood. What? Scott Eastwood. <laughs> no, that'd, that'd be Tom's pick for everybody. Yeah. Um, I I went with a guy that you want him for a certain character, which I don't think he's ever gonna get. Okay. Um, I went with Logan Marshall Green. Oh, all right. I know you want him for Mister Miracle. Yeah. Um, I just don't see that happening. Tom Hardy Light, because that's that's what every, that's what everybody calls him, Tom Hardy Light. And and then honestly, a, a big reason I kind of picked it is because of Upgrade. Yeah, I mean, Upgrade, what a gem that movie was. And it's not going to get critical acclaim, uh, but it was a fun movie. It was super violent. It was like a very old 80s, early 90s vibe type of movie. And Lee Wanell did it, and he obviously did The Invisible Man, which was also another little gem that was out there. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at it, for sure. And he was badass in that, so I, I'm cool. You want Any guess on who I picked for Deadshot? Now, it's a character that I was not high on, or a person who I was not high on for a very long time. And then I saw him in a movie this earlier this year, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, I could see him get casted." Michael Any B. Jordan. Shot? No, I love Michael B. Jordan. Uh, that's you, uh, Charlie Hunnam. Really? Yep, Charlie Hunnam. Uh, mainly because of his, because of the gentleman. Um, that's really I've seen a lot of Charlie Hunnam content outside of, uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy, and I didn't, I wasn't a fan. And now I saw him in a gentleman. I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, this is for me. So I went with Deadshot. <laughs> Charlie Hunnam for Deadshot. Um, you know, the bar's kind of low. Will Smith kind of got the raw end of the deal of that movie because it was it was a dumpster fire, and he was just like, "All right, just do your thing, Will. Do whatever you want." Um, and I didn't really, it didn't really speak to me. So I wanted to go with somebody that hasn't played a superhero yet, and somebody who fans love and women love, and that's the demographic that you really need to get for these movies to be successful outside of the core nerds. So if you can get non-geeks and you get the women vote you're good to go firefly now did you go male or female for firefly female so did i um i like the female version from uh from gotham a lot i thought that that was really cool um 
So who'd you go with? I'm curious to see. Uh, Natalie Emmanuel. Misandri from Game of Thrones. Yeah, and she's also doing four funerals and a wedding, or four weddings and a funeral on Hulu. That They, they remade that. It's a series I mean, now. and she's in the the Fast and Furious uh, saga. Oh, yeah, she's in, she's in the Familia. She's part of Vin Diesel's Familia. She's a good actress. I like her. Yeah, and, you know, I like her in the Fast and Furious movies. So, you know, give her some action and uh, make her Firefly. Yeah. I went with somebody who... Um, doesn't do superhero movies. Started out with like a really cool action movie uh, back in the day called Hannah. Uh, I went with Saoirse Ronan. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of people wanted her for um, uh, Sue Storm before yeah. uh, um, in that Josh Trank shit. But- Listen, I don't I don't know if she wants to do this. I mean, she's fine getting nominated for Oscars with Lady Bird and Little Women and stuff like that. And she's she's a good she's a good actress. I, I think she's phenomenal as an actress. And um, she's got range because I've watched her on um, SNL and she did the Florida Bama Shore kind of I mean skit and it, she was hilarious in it. So I'd like to see her try out a superhero role. Why not? See, I really like her, but I think Firefly is not a big enough n- character for someone of that caliber unless you bring her into birds of prey like if if harley quinn is kind of like recruiting ex-villains who are looking to make amends or whatever i think firefly kind of fits that vibe but i mean who who's going to employ an arsonist in a group of heroes i think that's kind of i mean there's human torch which firefly is not but i agree it would be a, a, a i mean she could play poison ivy yeah, you could kind of switch it with Ana de Armas, but I'm I'm high on Ana de Armas right now. Hugo Strange, uh, we've seen him in Gotham, we've seen him in the video games. Um, I'm gonna spoiler alert this right now for mine. Um, I went with BD Wong because I don't think there's anybody else who should play Hugo Strange. Who'd you go with? Paul Rubens. I went. What? Who'd you say? Paul Rubens. No, that'd be awesome. I wish I casted him. Imagine Pee Wee as a. But he's already existing in the uh, the DC canon as uh, Mr. Cobblepot. Yep. Papa Papa yep. Cobblepot. Papa Cobbles. Yep. Um, you I, pick? I went with someone very eccentric. Um, I think he could just play him without really doing much. I went with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He could play, honestly, any role at this point. Like, throw him in as Ra's al Ghul. But think about it. Hugo Strange is super eccentric super creepy and that's jeff goldblum so you know shave his head give him a little chin strap beard and there you go he don't even need to have to act you you don't have to shave jeff goldblum's hair uh you just throw a bald cap over him because i don't know what jeff goldblum looks bald (laughs) like i don't know if that's a good look so if you throw a bald cap over him he's good to go like you said he doesn't have to act at all i mean just watching his wild adventures on uh Nat, Nat Geo Disney Plus dear god man if they can have one scene where the batman is chasing Hugo Strange and he just bops along and have him running like he did in the sneaker episode oh my god if if we can get that i mean that would be amazing it would just for comedic purposes and and you know Jeff Goldblum for i love him so he he was what top 5 for us to to meet this year right yeah and uh we know how that's working out because we're not going to any cons, apparently, because they're no. all getting postponed. Um, yep. So let's go to Hush, my favorite 
one of my favorites. Um, I feel like Hush is, when I was casting him, has to be on the same age bracket as um, as Bruce. Maybe a little older, maybe a little younger. I didn't want to go, you know, Freddie, or not Freddie Highmore, um, Finn Wolfhard or Gatton Maserato from, um, from Stranger Things, anything like that. And I also didn't want to go Willem Dafoe, Danny DeVito, you know what I mean? Um, or Matt Damon for that, because he's a little older than Robert Pattinson. So, are you like me and cast as somebody around the same age as uh, as Bats? Um, he's a little older. Okay. Um, not not Willem Dafoe age, but okay. I, I, I don't ca- know his exact age, but I think he's around my age, maybe. Did you cast Matt Damon? No. Who'd you cast? Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay, Mysterio, coming. Uh, who was also rumored like everybody wanted him as Batman at one point. Man, could could you imagine those eyes behind that cow? You wouldn't need the eye black. He's got huge eyes. Those things are like piercing. That would have been cool. I'm glad he's in Marvel right now. I like what they did with him in Mysterio. They brought uh, light to a a pretty cool villain that uh, really is just, again, another master manipulator. Um, I went also in the Marvel vein, and I went Chris Evans. Okay. Yeah, because, like, at this point, like, you don't have to bank on Chris Evans being like the face of it because he's all scarred up and he wears the mask or wears the the bandages and he's got honestly he's got the superhero body still and any anything else with chris evans in it i'm still watching because man man's a the goat in my mind love him you gonna watch that new apple series that he's doing absolutely uh nine episodes defending uh jacob yep looks it looks really good all right let's go to killer croc a character that we saw in suicide squad uh obviously probably not coming back i guess yeah um who'd you pick i went practical again so i went with a a more opposing figure i went with uh rory mccain the hound from game of thrones yeah man he all you gotta do is really just give him mangled up teeth and his face from game of thrones and he he would look like a crocodile it's fair to say that he's not coming back as uh in the suicide squad right i haven't seen anything the only ones I really see coming back is uh, Rick Flag, Harley Quinn, and uh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, uh, yay! All three, yay to all three of them. Um, I went with somebody who kind of carries himself as a creepy looking dude, and he he makes a ton of money doing movies. I went with Benicio del Toro. Oh, kind of a la yeah. the kind of a la the Wolfman. Uh, he's not like the imposing figure because he's not like a, enormous, but. Um, you know, I'd like to see Benicio play a character because I, I think that voice and his facial expressions. It could listen. It could be mocap if they wanted it to go because his his facial expressions on a mocap would be amazing. I just uh, I like what he does. Want to go with my favorite all time goat, Kite Man? Yeah. Who'd you pick? See, your Kite Man. I I mean, even though he's not your favorite, but I feel Kite Man to you is Clayface to me. I absolutely love Kite Man, uh, and it's because of the. You know, the War of Jokes and Riddles series that came out, uh, the comics, yeah, it was, great. was amazing and heavy on Kite Man. But then we doubled down on Kite Man in the Harley Quinn series, and every scene he was on, I was like, this is this is Scott Eastwood. Like, you're absolutely, like, it's Scott Eastwood embodiment of a character, but I didn't cast Scott Eastwood. I, I have a feeling we cast the same person. I don't think but, so at all. So what, so, um, what was I going to say was, uh, how you what you were saying with the Harley Quinn animated series, he stole every scene that he was in. He's amazing. He, and he's an absolute bro. Yeah. I love it. I love everything about it. Who'd you cast? 
So I went outside the box. Um, we actually kind of talked to him recently. Um, we talked to him? Was it Dan? We talked about him actually last, ep- last episode. Okay. Um, I went with Glenn Howard. Oh, Dennis. Yeah, man. He, he could play a bro. Kite Man is essentially Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia with a uniform, with a, the Kite Man costume. Oh, I'm kind of upset that I didn't cast him. <laughs> I think that's a good one. All right, so you ready for mine? Because I was thinking like someone like that, and I was like Ryan Reynolds, and I was like, no, Ryan Reynolds is too big, and I don't want to cast. I didn't want to be like, to me, Ryan Reynolds is an easy go-to. Yeah, I mean, and we say too big, but like he had that small cameo in Hobbs and Shaw, which nobody was expecting, and I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, could for Ryan Reynolds to go from Deadpool to playing Kite Man would be crazy. Uh, number one, and Kite Man will never appear on anything. I don't think Kite Man no. is in the future of of movies. Are you ready for mine? Yeah. All right. So. I thought an interaction between these two characters would be fantastic. Obviously, because you have Robert Pattinson as um, as Batman. What better way to... Oh, please don't tell me who I think you're going to go with. To bring Taylor Lautner back into movies as Kite Man. That is the worst pick he has so far. No, man. Taylor yeah. Lautner would be amazing. Actually, he he's not who I picked. Um, I picked Will Arnett. Lego Batman. Okay. Okay. I just literally like had a heart attack because I was like, did you really freaking pick Taylor Lartner as Kite Man? I mean, think about it. What a Twilight reunion. If you get Kristen Stewart as uh, anybody, she could be Barbara. You have a Twilight reunion right there. And you can bring I don't in Anna Kendrick. That. You bring everybody in. You could bring in Michael Sheen. Oh, what a great, awful movie fit. that would be. He could yeah, do anything. I mean, he'd but... Mad Hatter for Michael yeah. Sheen. All right, but I actually went with Will Arnett. Uh, it would be cool to see the Lego Batman play a bro as the Kite Man, and also because I've been overexposed to Will Arnett through the Reese's commercials that are playing currently and Lego Masters, a series that I am absolutely in love with. See, I really feel that Glenn Howerton is just a broke man's Will Arnett. I have Listen, Dennis is a sociopath. Um, I've never seen Will Arnett play a sociopath yet, but I feel like that, that comparison is accurate. I feel I feel good about that. Let's go to the Mad Hatter. Okay, good. I feel a lot of people don't know. Like, if you don't know Always Sunny in Philadelphia or AP Bio, you don't know Glenn Howerton. Um, I, I feel a lot of people know Will Arnett because he's been around for seems like ever, and um, he's been in a lot of high profile stuff. Uh, I'm I'm not mad at that choice. I was I was really upset at the Taylor Lautner. St- because I really thought you were going with that. Listen, I wouldn't be mad at both of them, so who cares? Uh, let's go uh, to the Mad Hatter. Did you pick Michael Sheen? No, but this is a fun one. I. I... Danny DeVito? No, I went uh, Simon Pegg. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen him in a, in a minute, and obviously he's not going to be doing any more Star Trek movies after he said that uh, Star Trek is not going to make Marvel money. So that kind of gave the, the death total to that franchise i'd like to see simon Pegg, and he plays creepy you know he could play creepy i think i mean the last time we we did see him a couple months ago he was in the boys it, it was a small role oh yeah yeah he plays uh uh we huey's dad i um i went with somebody who plays creepy and uh who's been in a, every comic book series 
apparently all of all time, uh, Jackie Earl Haley. That that would be a good one. I, I had to pick a small actor because I think like, I, listen, he might be six six and they just shrink him, but uh, he. I had to go. I like Jackie Earl Haley, and I think that when you go when you're looking for like weird eccentric character actors, you get him, and that's like what you got with. You know, obviously, Rorschach was awesome in Watchmen, and then with Preacher and all the other stuff that he's done, I like him a lot. I'm high on him. Um, what about Manbat? Who'd you go with Manbat? I'm curious about this one. I, I really like Manbat, especially in the um, Justice League Dark. So I kind of went with someone, and again, I want more of a practical effect. Um, okay. And we actually seen him recently in a Marvel movie, and... He wore prosthetics, so it would be perfect. I want Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, you're going to go uh, our little scroll man. Yeah. Oh, that accent coming out of a bat would be amazing. But he can do any accent, actually. I feel like you need to have the New Zealand accent or the Australian accent. I think that would be amazing. And he's a doctor, so, you know, it. Uh, I think he can play very smart. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think he would he would be really good. Oh, you want to know who I went with? Yeah. Jason Isaacs. Okay. Uh, I feel like he's been, like, one, the voice is, is, he's a good voice actor, and I think you're not going to see a lot of the Doctor. I think you're going to see a lot of the Man Bat. Uh, So if you you have to rely on a good voice, although Ben Mendelsohn is a great voice, um, I I went with Jason Isaacs, because why not, right? Let's go to the, the number one predators of Bats. And that's owls. Yeah. And we go with uh, Owlman. A lot of people don't know about Owlman. No. Who'd you pick as uh, the rival to Batman, Owlman? I went with a guy that you were already talked about. Um, and I wanted him for Batman at one point. I went with John Hamm. No shit. So did I. That's three. Yeah. I told you. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, before Athlek, there's two people that I wanted was Ham and Roland. And, you know, we didn't get either of them. We got Athlek. And um, so I said, okay, you know, he'll probably never get Batman now, especially Pattinson. And by the time they reboot it again, he might be too old. So give him Mailman. Yeah, I, I liked, like, I wanted somebody, I went with the same thing. Like somebody who I wanted to play Batman at one point who had the, the physical presence of Batman and obviously we didn't get it and it seems like John Hamm's like trek to become a ca- comic book character has really been derailed by a lot of things obviously the batman casting uh he was he wanted it nobody else wanted him to do it besides us um he was in new mutants as mr sinister then that got delayed 48,000 times so he's he was out on that i'd like to see him get a role and i thought Alman would be a good one uh you know you can do you know a, a elseworld story where you know he could have could he be, if you move away from Owlman, could he be Flashpoint Batman? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and kind of bring it more of what DC kind of wants to go with, with the Flashpoint storyline. I think that would be pretty awesome. Uh, you move away from Jeffrey Dean Morgan now because obviously Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson doesn't grow up to be Ben Affleck. We know that because we see them both. Um, so it would he, I would go Owlman, but if they're going to go logically, uh, Flashpoint Batman would probably be a good choice too. All right, you ready? You ready to go to Talon? Yeah. All right, so this one has three or four crosses outs. Who'd you go with for Talon? John David Washington. Thought we got four. Really? They, see, that was four. an odd one. I didn't like Mister Freeze. I expect it, it wasn't a bad choice. Bane. 
But uh, yeah, John David Washington is probably the the oddest one that we went with together. Yeah, I I I had Michael B. Jordan there at one point uh, because I really liked what he did with Killmonger. Um, I had Dev Patel there. Um, I had I think I had somebody else there, Taron Edgerton there. Uh, but I I thought you should give like if this is gonna be the monster of the the court of owls you know you want to you want it to be someone you're not expecting and i thought john david washington is a uh, an actor that you wouldn't expect to be uh, a mercenary an assassin in the gotham realm so I, that and plus i think he's a good actor I, yeah. i'd like to see him up you know there's a guy who is absolutely badass in real life uh, and does a bunch of artsy movies he does good movies um and then he did star wars and that's Adam Driver, and I thought that Adam Driver would also be a great talent too. We've never really seen him, like we've seen Kylo, like, and he had his uh, flashes of brilliance where he would get aggressive. But I mean, if John David Washington doesn't get casted, I'd like to see uh, Adam Driver get casted too. But I don't know if his ears are going to fit behind the, the mask. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm shocked that we both had that. We yeah, might have the too. next one too, Rachel Ghoul. Who do you go with, Rachel? I don't think we have the same one. This one, I went a little way outside the box. Um, okay. You know, at first, the first thing I thought was Ken Watanabe, and I'm like, wait, he kind of already played Rachel Ghoul in Batman Begins. He was the fake Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. So I was like, okay, can't go there. So I, I, mean, I went with an Asian actor. I went with okay. someone that you wouldn't think of this in this role. Um, he looks a lot younger than he actually is, but Rachel Ghoul, you know, he can be ageless. Um, I went with John Cho. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Sulu uh, in Star Trek. And Harold from Harold and Kumar. Yeah. And most recently, The Grudge, which wasn't that good. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I, re- I really liked him in Star Trek. I thought he, uh, you know, it's the first time we didn't see him play uh, just straight up comedy. And, yeah. you know, I, I wanted someone different. I wanted, you know, I didn't want to go with the Brian T I didn't want to go with Jet Li or Ken Watanabe or something like that. So I went outside the box and went John Cho. Yeah. I think John Cho is a good choice. Um, I went with somebody a little bit older, uh, somebody who can play Zen, like who kind of embodies what Rachel Ghoul is. You know, Rachel Ghoul is just the, 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 he's the man behind the fist, right? He clenches the fist and all the fingers move together and that would be the league of assassins and then when he has to get his hands dirty he actually goes down and gets his hand dirty um and he's also kind of calm right he's a calm like that's the thing is scary about race that we've seen like with matt nabel and alexander sadig and um liam neeson uh you get these these guys who are absolutely calm in chaos and i'd like to see keanu reeves play rachel ghoul yeah okay i didn't think of that but yeah that would be cool dye his hair like dye streaks of gray in his hair he's old enough to be a grandfather in the scheme of things he's old enough to have kids in the scheme of things uh so i thought that that would be a would be a cool one and plus i mean more keanu is uh is good for me i love keanu um let's go with red hood uh he's technically a batman villain we know it's jason todd we know we're not going to get jason todd for quite some time so who'd you go with uh for red hood i went liam hemsworth Ugh. Ugh. What was the last movie he's done? Was it that Rebel Wilson comedy? Isn't it romantic? Yeah, I think so. Jesus. Um, I did not go Liam Hemsworth. He really struck out on the Hemsworth genes, didn't he? Like, Luke's been in a Marvel movie, and he hasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, Luke's been in Marvel stuff. Um, 
I went with uh, an, an up-and-comer from Stranger Things. I went with uh, Dr. Montgomery. Okay. I had to think yeah. about it for a second. Billy. Um, yeah, and and uh, obviously Jason from Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, he's he's younger. He's younger than Pat's. Um, could have... He might be a little too old to play Red Hood, and maybe Finn Wolfhard could have played Red Hood. But, uh, yeah, I like him, and I think he would be... Uh, like, I had Taron Egerton crossed in there, too. But Taron Egerton's, like, 29. So I was like, oh, I can't have a four-year difference. Like, when did Bruce adopt, like, when he was 22 and he was 18? Like, that's weird, weird thing. So, uh, yeah, I went with him. Let's go with Scarecrow. This is another one, which is super creepy because I crossed out a lot of people. Uh, I had Jason Isaacs there as well. Who'd you pick? I went someone you just talked about a couple people ago. I went Adam Driver. Ooh, Adam Driver would be good. Throw a mask over him. Man, we, we really want masks on Adam Driver. That's a shame because his face carry, actually carries weights in movies. Uh, obviously, with uh, Black Klansman and with the Marriage Story, he's he's obviously a, you know, a recognizable face. And we're just throwing bags over his head. <laughs> shame on us. All right, so I went. I had three choices. I had Jason Isaacs, uh, and then I had Greg Austin. I don't think you you know who he is. No, uh, I have don't. you seen Hunt? Have you seen Hunters yet? Uh, the first two episodes. Okay. Do you know the? The American Nazi, the the kid, the fanatic. Have you got to him yet? No. All right. Well, he's in it. It's this young young Nazi guy. Um, he's absolutely creepy. Now, with that being said, I I moved away from him because I don't think he's a recognizable name yet. And I went with somebody who I've watched two movies of this past week, and I went with Shia LaBeouf. I can see that he's creepy. Yeah, and listen. I know he's he's been having some struggles with mental health and stuff and addiction and stuff like that, but I watched Peanut Butter Falcon and I watched Honey Boy this week, and my God, man, um, he's he's a legit actor, and you kind of forget that he's been doing this for so long, and you also kind of forget that he's older than me, and that's discouraging that he's he's, he's got he's older than me. Oh man, never mind, I messed up. So Talon is not going to be John David Washington. What? Yeah, I I've, see that. I told you, Arrows. We'll go back. When we get to him, I'll, I'll get to you. All right, who'd you pick as Grundy? Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. I think we have the same one. The Mountain? Yep. Nope. Yeah, so I went with half-poor Julius Bjordensen, who played Mountain Game of Thrones. Or just Thor. Yeah. Um, so obviously the Mountain uh, makes sense. He's enormous. Again, I want it practical. Um. He's enormous. You don't got a lot of talking. Um, he's essentially, you know, the mountain when he became that zombie figure in Game of Thrones. That's pretty much, he was a medieval Solomon Grandi. Yeah. So I, I went with that. All right. So we're on the same playing field, just different players. I went with uh, Christopher Hiveju, who played Tormund Giantsbane oh, from okay. Game of Thrones. Um, also, uh, a recent diagnosis of corona so prayers up to my boy torment and he's he's a larger man he played similar to not the mountain but he giant spain so obviously he was bred by giants um i'd like to see more of him and i know he just got cast in the witcher so i'm kind of excited for that too all right so i casted john david watson's uh washington as talon but then i quickly moved him to this character who is osriel who is uh, a religious fanatic at that that we saw um, also badass, has the sword, part of the Justice League Odyssey, I believe, uh, in the comics now. 
So I'm gonna amend. I'm gonna amend that. And the choice that I actually had for Talon was my new choice for Moon Knight, Oliver Jackson Cohen from The Invisible Man and Haunting of Hill House. Okay. So who'd you pick as Osriel? I went Jason Clark. Jason Clark um, from Planet of the Apes. Pet Cemetery and Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Yes. Yes. I uh, haven't seen him since uh, uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Well, that was fairly recent, so that's good casting. I'd like to see him in a super suit, and we got we got a little bit of Osriel in Gotham, right? Yeah, where he came back with the sword. Um, the storyline's really cool. It's kind of like you know Azrael has played Batman before, but like there's that that religious thing, and I feel like you know Jason Clark, uh, obviously John David Watson. Thing, I think they can all play a cult leader, kind of like you know what I mean, like a fanatic, and I think that would be cool. Let's go to your favorite, Egghead. The most controversial casting I think we're going to have on here because I went female. Uh, just what? kidding. I went Melissa McCarthy as Egghead. Are you kidding me? Yes, I am kidding you. Who'd you pick uh, as Egghead? So I went – That was, this was kind of a hard choice um, because to replace Vincent Price is hard. I mean, honestly, I want it myself. Yes. So Chuck Miller was casted. Yes. Uh, but I knew that it couldn't happen. So I went with a guy who plays eccentric, who um, is a really good actor. Uh, kind of, you know, maybe not a big head as mine, but uh, he's got a nice noggin. I went with uh, Ben Kingsley. Oh, okay. And, you know, he's kind of got that that vincent price vibe yep you know what i mean with the with the goatee and like he has you know he can play obviously we saw him play trevor in uh iron man 3 which is a great one um i did not go you're not also not going to like this casting uh it's not melissa mccarthy it's not gender bent but um i wanted to totally reinvent the character because i don't think you can follow in vincent price's footsteps um just because of obviously who vincent price is at first i went with mark strong because he's my go-to bald guy okay. when I need actors. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? I want somebody who plays eccentric, but somebody who's got a comedic side as well. Because I think Ed- Egghead is more the butt of the joke Yeah. when it comes to the comics now. And I went with Keegan-Michael Key. When you were saying about that, I thought you were going to say Jordan Peele. You know, Jordan Peele, I, I would have liked Jordan Peele as the Mad Hatter as well. Uh, but I went, with, I went with Key on this one because... I like him, and I think that he's hilarious. And if you're reinventing a character, I think that that's a good move for. I mean, Dave Chappelle would have been awesome too, just to, but I don't think he does superhero movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? The last thing I saw him in was a uh, uh, Star Is Born. Besides the specials, uh, let's. We got four more. Let's go with the Electrocutioner. Who'd you pick for the Electrocutioner? The longest name on all of the the uh, the Rogues list. I went with uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh, baby ice. Little cubes. Yeah, you know, I'm not a uh, big uh, familiar. I'm not really familiar with Electrocutioner. So. Yeah, honestly, this might have been the first time we've ever talked about him on the podcast. So we've been doing this for four years. I mean, I've heard of him and I know a little bit about him. So I I looked up his pictures and I was kind of looking. I was like, eh. Yeah, you know, he he became popularized in the video games 
like the Arkham games, like that's where he really hit the mainstream. He was like m- more off in the earlier comics, not like six, like fifties and stuff like that. But um, I went with uh, again because I saw the Invisible Man. And I'm, there's a few uh, uh, Elizabeth Moss should have been on here. I went with uh, Aldous Hodge, the guy who played the cop in the Invisible Man. Yeah. Oh no, he was in um, he was in uh, what is that called? Um, uh, Agent of the Shield. Uh, I'd like to see him as a like a legit superhero also speaking of agents of shield did you see our boy uh j august richards is back on a tv show no it's on nbc um don't ask me what it is because i can't remember it but i saw him and i was like "Ooh, j august richards is back all right so i went to aldous hodge now let's go to talia al ghul obviously has to be very beautiful for robert pattinson to sleep with because you know they have damien who'd you pick She's. I went uh, slightly older than him, not much. Uh, I think she's forty. Selma um, Hayek. No, I went um, Maggie Q. Oh, you you are all about Maggie Q. I love and, Maggie Q. Yeah, and listen, it, it makes sense. Uh, John Cho is she older than John Cho though? No, she's actually seven years younger than John Cho. Okay, and you know what's his name? Um, Raish is all is ageless, so he could look like a baby face. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um. I went with Anya Charlatra from uh, The Witcher. Yennefer. Okay. Oh, because I, I had no idea who you... I, I know of Yennefer, but when you said her name, I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, love, love her. So I, I'm glad that she's in it. Let's go to Punchline. Now, for those of you guys who are like, who's Punchline? Punchline is the Joker's new girlfriend. She debuted in, um, I believe, Batman number 89 and uh, The Infected, Hell's, Hell Arisen number three this year so she her and the next guy designer are brand new villains did you pick constance Wu? no um you were actually going to hate my pick oh christ who'd you pick so she is older she actually she's a lot she's actually a lot older than i thought she was um but she could be a cougar but she actually looks younger um she she's a comedian, and she's done movies. Um, but the reason I picked her is because when I first seen Punchline, what a month or two ago, um, I was like, oh, that looks like boom. And uh, you're gonna hate it. I went with uh, Sarah Silverman. You're right. I absolutely hate it. I know uh, you do. because I, a part of me was like Punchline is Asian because I think she looks Asian in the comics. Um, also, Punchline, I don't think is going to replace Harley Quinn, but I think there's a lot of hype around Punchline that we could potentially see her in something uh, because there's a lot of hype. I went with Constance Wu uh, because, like, she's a hot name. She obviously was in Hustlers. Was, she was in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, she's right around the same age as, you know, Robert Pattinson, so I think that would be a good casting. Um, I hate yours. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely hate yours. Um, God, I don't like Sarah Silverman, so you, you ruined... I know you don't. That's why I. That's not why I picked it, but that's why I said you were gonna hate it. Her voice, along with uh, a Bill Skarsgård Joker or um, a Freddie Highmore Joker, man, she would look like Freddie Highmore's mom. <laughs> you know what she, I'm saying? She, she don't look that. I. She's fifty. I didn't realize she was fifty. Yeah, Freddie Highmore's what twenty four. <laughs> I think he's closer to thirty. Okay. All right. 
let's go with designer the final guy uh again debuted this year a lot of people are saying he's somebody else in the the gotham world that we may have already seen uh he's been a lackey for penguin for riddler for catwoman so he kind of coexists with all with all these people who did you go with i uh you you might have picked the same one you went with Liliati. no so i went with someone because of the you know, I haven't read anything in the, for the designer yet, but looking at his picture, I was like, this guy's got swag. Yeah. I went Donald Glover. I didn't go Donald Glover. I went Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Because I went with that. He's not going to be the feature of the movie. He's going to be a cameo character. What better way to have Ryan Reynolds in there but a cameo a la Hobbs and Shaw. Donald Glover would be amazing because he does have swag. It's just like a, a masked up Lando. Yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of, Childish Gambino released a new album. It's fire. So go out there and listen to that. It's on Spotify. All about it. The whole thing is just, it's it, as a friend of mine said, it's a vibe. And I love it. All right. Last but not least, let's end this with a little bit of a, a little discussion on the Harley Quinn animated series. We both were not high on this series. Not at all. Uh, in the beginning. Um, I was higher on it than you were because I was optimistic about it. First episode, I remember you didn't like it, and you're like, eh, I'm going to watch it, guilty pleasure. Then you were like, I love this series. You texted me, and you're like, I hate, this is, this is how you would text me, like every time you would talk about it. I hate that I'm texting you this because I don't want to like it, but it's a great little series. Do you remember who my favorite character was coming out of episode one? No. You gave me so much grief on this because you hated her, Ivy. Yeah. And you came back with me and said, man, Ivy is awesome in this series because she is. She was amazing in this series. Um, this yeah. this is a series that as I was watching it, again, it was one of those things, a guilty pleasure, right? I finished it a little later, but man, it, it's a fun little watch. It's raunchy. It's highlighting characters that you normally would never see. And it's, it's a quick kind of like you can turn your brain off and watch it because it's at some points it's just ridiculously stupid. And you're just continuously watching it, and there's not a care in the world as you're watching. And I think that's what, when an animated series, you don't want it to be too, I get not too intellectual, but you just want to kind of escape. Like how this was obviously geared towards us, who were fans of the animated series back in the 90s. Uh, and that was like, that would capture your attention, right? This is kind of like, okay, it's a kind of a downgrade, not a downgrade, but like a an unwinding watch. Uh, a nice little 20 minutes of ridiculous raunchy comedy uh highlighting some characters you may never see on a television or a movie like kite man dr psycho these characters um few words for the series what do you think uh great cast and you know they did grab the characters out of like dr psycho uh who played by tony hale he was phenomenal yeah and um a guy that I really love and it's from um, Powerless was Ron Funches. Oh, and man. It's, it's uh, King Shark. Good God. It's, it's never the King Shark that I wanted, but I love him. Yeah. Like, every time he was on the screen, I was dying laughing because that and voice Ron was Funches, coming out of this giant Ron Funches monster. Ron Funches is hilarious. And his take on King Shark, like, I would never ever in a million years think that, like, a computer tech kind of nerd yeah. could be King Shark. And it's perfect. Um, 
and then Clayface. <laughs> and you didn't even actually know who Clayface was, and it's Alan yeah, it Tudyk. Yeah, I knew who Clayface was. I didn't know who played him. Yeah, and um, it's a different take that I would want Clayface, but it's ridiculous. And then, and that's what I have to say on the show is the show is ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely it's it's absolutely ridiculous. But it's one of those things that like like I said, you can turn your brain off and watch it, and you know you wake up you you know you watch it in bed before you go to sleep. You wake up, you're like, oh okay, I didn't miss anything yesterday. Yeah, and you know, um, probably my favorite character has to be Kite Man. Yeah, Kite Man and Ivy's dynamic was awesome. Um, and yeah. listen, if we're casted Poison Ivy, which we just did, if it's not Ana de Armas, I wouldn't be mad at Lake Bell. No, she she did great. Um, let me ask, did you hate Frank? No, I, I liked everybody. Um, I'm I surprised series... because you hate J.B. Smooth. Yeah, you know, he wasn't in it enough for me to like him. You know what I mean? He had that one scene where he was like rescuing Ivy. I thought that was cool. But I like that. It was they showed you the inner workings of uh, of the Legion of Doom and how it worked out. It was very boys like, you know what I mean. Uh, it showed you the the behind the scenes stuff of superheroes, like when she finally gets in as into you know the LOD and she's going with you know the Joker's there and he's trying to manipulate her and you know you're seeing Lex and you're seeing all these other villains and Bane is just a laughable idiot throughout the whole series. Oh, he's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, they're like, oh, Bane's the loser, and I, I thought that was awesome. And, you know, we're talking about this now because Season 2 comes out April 4th, and I was really hoping that DC Universe was going to kind of bump this up because it gives us something to not wait uh, look for, not, not wait for, you know what I mean? Because we're in, most people are in quarantine. And it kind of seems at the end of the episode, spoiler alert for the final final scenes, it kind of feels like they're moving towards the last night on Earth. You know what yeah. I mean? Gotham is decimated. You see the Joker's hand pop up. Uh, it would be really cool if that's where they go with it. Um, I thought Diedrich Bader was awesome as Batman. He was. You know, we didn't see a lot of Batman, but um, be, and I and I'm happy for that. Yeah. Because it's not a Batman TV show. It's more about Harley Quinn and her ragtag team of villains. Yeah, just and, trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah, and and that's why like. That's why we didn't see the big villains with her. Like, you know, Clayface is someone I love, but he's pretty obscure. Yeah. And, you know, Dr. Psycho is probably the most obscure out of the group. I think the series was done really well. Um, mm-hmm. Some Like, the first episode I, I wasn't keen on just because it seemed like it was, we're going to make this a hard R so, because we can. Yeah. And, um, you know, some of the scenes I thought were unnecessary, but... Uh, and I, I said you said this, and I've said this a bunch of times. Like I wanted to hate this, yeah. I wanted to be like this sucks, and it doesn't. No, it was fun, and it's it's not something that's going to win a bunch of awards because obviously it's a streaming service cartoon series, but it's a fun little watch if you're just looking for that kind of a mind cleanse. Um, and last thing I'll leave you with is if you have no idea and you're listening to this, uh, what the last night on Earth is. It's a three series black label DC comic. Um, run by Scott Snyder and Greg Capola, and it's a must-read. It's trippy. It's weird. It's a great little adventure. It has all your favorite heroes, some of your favorite villains, and it's got some uh, trippy turns with Batman. And I think that that's uh, something worth 
worth talking about. And I also recommend while you're on quarantine, read more comics. Um, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to brush up on your Black Widow history, your Eternals, uh, Wonder Woman, all this stuff. Uh, but that's our episode, dude. We're out of here. Um, what do you what do you rank uh, review? What's the stars for Harley Quinn? One to five. Four. Uh, I gave it a three and a half just because I want more of it. So we'll uh, we'll we'll move on from that next week. We'll be back with a we'll call it a mystery episode uh, because I haven't thought about it yet. Um, but uh, support support us on all the social medias. Uh, the Active Geek support Galaxy Wars box office flashback podcast on um on soundcloud and itunes you can check out the the backlogs on that and binks and the beards uh we'll be back next week like i said like review like review like rate and review on all the podcast directories um go back on our archives and listen to us give us some more plays while you're in quarantine and we'll be back next week for the active geek podcast i'm jim i'm chuck and we are out